Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tu. Welcome to the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. I just want to welcome our special guest. Uh, He's a public health specialist, and uh, I've met him. He has a lot of great energy, a lot of great information, and I just want to welcome Michael Ford to our program. Thank you so much. An honor to be part of your program this morning, and Anchored Voice is all about helping people become the best versions of themselves, so I'm glad to be a part. Yeah, yes, sir. We are, uh, I don't even know which day we are in this quarantine uh, situation in the shutdown. I don't know which day. I'm, I'm losing days. Matter of fact, I've, I've got to remind my wife and she's got to remind me which day it is. Like, which day is it now? And, well, what what's the date today? So we have to constantly look at the calendar to make sure because we're so off of our schedule um, due to this. We are now facing a new norm and and what we are. And so I just wanted to bring you on the program to just talk about uh, what we're dealing with right now. Uh, what, in your perspective, uh, in the health field, uh, how how drastic is this? I would say that this is one of the most drastic events that have that has taken place uh, within you know the past decade two decades, three decades, and it's not so much because of um, the craziness of the situation itself, but this is actually becoming slowly the, on historical record, um, one of the most well-known events where the world is working together on a scientific level. Um, You look on Google and the metadata or the number of times coronavirus has been searched has exceeded an all-time high. It's it's exceeded. It's the first of all. It's the most searched thing right now on the internet. But it's more. It's been searched more than any other virus to date. Searched more than any other disease to date. And coronavirus is just something that a lot of people just found out about. So you know, we've known about the flu for years. We've known about the common cold for years. We've known about you know polio and measles, things like that. But for coronavirus, something that was introduced to the public really in January, for that to be the most searched thing, you know, uh, greater than the other diseases and viruses that have been there for a longer period of time, just tells you um, the the magnitude of of this situation. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for for a while, there had been just a lot of tit for tat with all these nations uh, for, for a little while. You know, this one against that in, in, in NBA even versus China. Um, mm-hmm. So many of that that we have had to deal with lately. But now you're saying that we have brought it all together. Um, health officials from all over the world are coming together, kind of like the UN. Yes, they're, they're working together. Uh, they're making sure that a lot of the protocols that are needed to flatten the curve or to 
essentially uh, reduce the amount of deaths and reduce the amount of cases, um, we're, we're, they're, they're working together to make sure that those protocols are necessarily implemented in the best way possible. Um, we have right now, you know, officials from the Wuhan province that are still communicating with uh, other world leaders, um, especially right now. Uh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister of the UK, is currently in critical condition due to coronavirus. So we have a lot of world leaders that are really focusing on how we can reduce uh, the cases and the deaths so that more people don't have to die. Got it. Got it. Um, what should the people know about the seriousness of the coronavirus? Is it changing? I'm hearing it's changing form pretty much every day. Um, it's, it's kind of taken on new forms where we had one idea about it before, but now there's a whole nother, uh, I guess, finding for it. Mm -hmm. Um, currently what I can say is that the coronavirus is something that is continuously studied. There is scientific evidence that shows data about how long it can last on surfaces or whether or not transmission is happening in a certain way. However, um, it's a little bit too early for a lot of scientists to actually say this is what the end all be all with the coronavirus can be because uh, we don't have enough data yet. We don't have enough research yet or findings from the research to say that we have definitive answers. But what we do know is this coronavirus originated in China. We do know that this coronavirus has, we have more than 1 million cases uh, worldwide. In the United States, we have upwards of 300,000 cases and we have 8,900 deaths in the United States. What we do know is this coronavirus can be spread by droplets. So coughs, coughs or sneezes, uh, you definitely don't want to be in proximity of six feet or less. You want to be six feet or greater away. We do know that this virus, um, well, summer is coming up. Uh, we, you know, so what we do know about about heat and the virus is that um, the virus does well. Coronaviruses generally do well in um, humid. I mean, excuse me, it's cool or dry environments, not humid. Cool or dry environments. Um, but they, they typically coronaviruses do not do well in humid or heat oriented environments, but we don't know how the summer will affect it because this is a different strain, right? There are other coronaviruses. Um, there's something called the, the Middle Eastern, um, MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, or, uh, you know, we've had different coronaviruses like with the SARS, um, mm -hmm. in the family of SARS. And remember, you remember the outbreak of SARS back in the 03 uh, time period. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, because this virus is so new, um, and you just said that it, it's changing. I mean, we we know as we know what we know, right? So right. there there's not a lot of data yet that's conclusive on how it's changed, if it has changed, but we know enough the fact that uh, there, we're, we have we have studies going on where people are constantly uh, testing um, the virus and and trying to produ produce um, ways for people to get access to testing. People who might actually have 
the the coronavirus um, the the disease and people who also may be asymptomatic but they don't know that they are carriers. Okay. So there's and, a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot there. There's a lot of unknowns at this there's point. A lot of unknowns. And um, people are still wondering um, when can we get out? You know, people are having cabin fever. Um, even even now, uh, what alarms me is that all right, we understand people have to go to the grocery store. Uh, we understand people have to you know go to Lowe's or Home Depot for this and that. But I'm starting to see families out shopping like families kids outside it just hanging out like you know nothing's wrong um is that something that's advisable for families um so back to one of the earlier points that i made i said something about social distancing in terms of um well let's break down the term social distancing first yes because i think there's a misconception when people say social distancing i don't think people actually understand you have to actually stay away from people um just this weekend in the the dc area on saturday so basically what i was saying is that um the term social distancing right that implies not socializing but i think a lot of people don't understand that it actually is meant to say physical distancing, but that's not the term that we're using. So physical distancing means being not physically close. And when you have a lot of people who don't understand that, you see a lot of people outside. And being outside is a not a bad thing, but where it can go wrong is when you're cr- getting to crowds and you're hosting your own outside barbecue and you're inviting your family and friends. And you may be asymptomatic and you don't even know you're a carrier. And then poor grandma or poor, you know, little nephew might be somebody who develops symptoms associated with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, while my screen is black, uh, I am hoping everybody can still hear me. Um, however, what we're seeing here is, you know, a people needing to understand this. And I guess it's a, a repetitive thing about, um, you know, talking to families, uh, talking about social distancing, you know, um, some of them feel like, okay, as long as I'm six feet apart, but we're just constantly crowding places, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I guess for me, in, in regards to grocery shopping, you do have your Instacart, you do have, Mm-hmm. Um, DoorDash, you have Uber Eats. Uh, you know, for me, in my perspective, I would rather people just um, find a way to stay home and use those services uh, in order to get what they need. Right. You know, um, that way, or just send at least one person to the grocery store. But I'm seeing couples in grocery store like, you know, it's an outing. Hey, let's have an outing. <laughs> You know, let's let, let's go hang out on our end. And it's just like, OK, no, we we need this to be um, totally where, you know, you are, you know, nobody's out, you know, where we decrease how many people are out. But people are not. It, it just feels like people are not taking strategies um, to better themselves or to better their homes and to really bring down the risk and bring down the numbers. Now, some, you know, what would you say to some towns where the numbers are not high? Like you mentioned DC, 
Um, I'm from New York. We know New York numbers are high, but what would you uh, suggest for people that live in towns where the numbers aren't high at all? I would always say precaution is better than cure. And for me, what that means is just because the numbers are not high doesn't mean that it does not have the potential to be high. What we currently know is that health and state local departments, um, state and local health departments are having accessibility to laboratory testing for coronavirus. Mm -hmm. As more testing becomes available, that means you have an increased chance of more people testing positive. Or you have increased chance, in other words, of more people having cases where coronavirus is prevalent. You can easily make numbers go up. But sometimes, right, people may not even go out and get the testing because they don't show symptoms. Or they may not have been around people who are exposed. So the best way to address that issue is to take the precaution so you don't have to worry about finding the cure. And the precaution is staying home. The precaution is making sure you're physically distancing from other individuals. The precaution is don't think that you are Superman or Superwoman and that you can never get sick or that grandma's you know, remedy that's been passed down for generations is the cure for everything. Because there have been people who have been using grandma's cure for everything and those people have not made it. Um, because this virus is so new and, and, and there is currently no one magic pill or one magic vaccine that can prevent or cure the virus. So because of those reasons, it's best to stay home. It's best to physically distance yourself from others. And it's best to make sure that you're always taking precautionary measures with, um, washing your hands. If you cough or sneeze, do so in your elbow, like so. Um, make sure that you have hand sanitizer if you can. Um, and if you don't have access to that, as I said, go back to washing your hands with warm soap and water. So these are things that there are things that we can do to mitigate the risk, to lower the risk. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. You know, some people are talking about, oh, I wear gloves. You know, at least I'm wearing a glove and some mask, and that's fine. But also, there's rules of engagement to wearing gloves. Um, the one thing about, and I've, I've. I have tons of gloves that I wear and you have to have a lot of them. You can't just have a, a set of six or something. Uh, if you're going to the grocery store, you're wearing gloves. Um, you wear them to the grocery store. You wear them in while you're shopping. As soon as you get out to the car, take those gloves off, throw it in the trash. Um, and the reason why is because cross-contamination. I've seen people pump gas with the gloves on, but then get back in the car and drive with the same gloves on. So, um, you know, it's just time that we really talk about the rules of engagement. Even if you're trying to take some precautions, you got you have to take it all the way. Um, those gloves need to come off because if you touch your face with those gloves, you're cross-contamination. If you touch your phone, you're going to have to sanitize your phone as well um, after you use the gloves. Because if you're at the grocery store, most likely you're calling your spouse or you're calling somebody, hey, do you need me to get this? Do you need me to get that? You're going to be using your phone. And even if you're working for Instacart, if you're working for Uber Eats, your phone is very valuable. So uh, the importance of keeping a clean phone is, is, is there. Exactly. Exactly. It's very important to, as you said, know the proper ways 
of using gloves, know the proper ways of using the things that can protect you from the virus. Um, and if anyone's curious right now, I would say uh, go to coronavirus.gov, that's C-O-R-O-N-A-B-I-R-U-S.gov. It's a CDC link, and it'll have all the frequently asked questions that will help you know what to do and what not to do. Uh, because as you said, I mean, yesterday, I saw a picture of, a, of an individual on uh, public transportation using gloves to eat a hamburger. <laughs> touching the yeah. gloves, t- t- touching the hamburger with the gloves. Oh, man. Now that I really, I, one of my pet peeves is 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 uh, when people just don't understand because misinformation or the lack of information exists. So, you know, when you put gloves on, as you said, you're not supposed to touch other objects if 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 you know those gloves are to come close to your mouth or even to go into another area of work or existence because you don't want to be cross-contaminating. It's so easy for germs from the grocery store to enter your home. And then it's so easy from for those those ger- same germs or same viruses, bacteria to enter your bedroom. And then, you know, it's just like a cycle of constant uh, spreading. So to cut that, always replace your gloves after every use. After before you touch another object, replace your gloves. Yeah, and you know you can go to a BJ's or Costco and get, uh, you know, a box of two hundred gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it's that, if you need to be out, uh, these are the things that need to happen. Now, you know, we're we're Christian, um, and uh, as Christians, you know, we've been reading Revelation. We've been reading Daniel, we've been reading prophecies for all this time. It, it seems easy at this point to keep going back to prophecy and saying this is going to happen and this is what's going to happen next. And, and, and now we have a lot of conspiracies out there um, about 5G. We have, you know, a lot of conspiracies. Uh, what should we know? And, you know, to your limited uh, capability of talking to us, what should we know about conspiracies that continually come out and bombard the social media waves? I would say to anybody, always, always, always do your research. And what that means is that don't believe everything you see. Let's start there. Before we even start talking about conspiracies, misinformation and conspiracies can sometimes coexist. What do I mean by that? Sometimes you receive these WhatsApp messages, okay? You receive these Facebook messages, even on Instagram and other platforms, social media platforms. And these messages might come up with different, you know, ideas about what's truly going on on the darker side of things or what's truly going on in government and what's truly going on. The reason why you can't believe everything you read is because sometimes it's very easy for somebody to sit behind the computer come up with a great message that will be believable by many, send it to some platform, have it shared and distributed, and then people are believing it. And uh, what that does, it creates different types of stigma among populations, and it also creates fear. Um, Now, going back to the Christianity point, we are in the end end days. and, and, And for us, we know that it's just a matter of time. But for us to say, you know, this is actually what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always, I'm very careful to 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 ride with a certain wave of thinking when it comes to that approach because um, there are always so many things out there that's happening at any one given time. So the best thing we can do is just stay read right up on your Bible and stay read right up about what's actually going on. Look for verifi- verifiable uh, news sources. What does that mean? Do a Google search. Um, look up things to see if they're fake or if they're real. Look up things to read about from many news sources, not just one. A lot of these conspiracy theories might have one or two news sources saying one thing, but it's not a common mainstream thing. But people might, might want to believe it because they say, oh, because it's not, because it's not common, it's, it has to be true. Mm. And I would say that can be dangerous sometimes because what you're doing is having uh, an approach of thinking that's limited, right? So as a researcher, what we do is we look at many sources. We don't just say, oh, Dr. Phil said this, so let's go with what he says. We want to know what Dr. Phil says. We want to know what Dr. Joe says. We want to know what Dr. Brown says. We want to know what Dr. You know, we want to know what everybody says so we can get the big picture. So to wrap it up in that sense, I would say do your research to get the big picture, but always, always stay read up on your Bible and 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 don't don't uh, let your relationship with God, um, you know, be swindled by this situation. As a matter of fact, it should be strengthened um, through, you know, continuous prayer and um, supplication. Absolutely. Um, you know, I believe it, when I was working on my doctorate, one of the things uh, my professor stressed to me was never to um, speak without research. You know, never to give a statement without having something to back it. As a matter of fact, uh, when you're doing your thesis, everything has to, one little quote has to be backed up, has to be noted where you got it from, and it has to be noted in a certain way. You know, you have to identify your source. And a lot of times we'll send something all over without having something to back it up. So it's important Mm. that we back up all the information that we're spreading. I mean, listen, there, there may be some truth to some things, but you always have to really have your research well Mm -hmm. prepared, uh, before you can make an actual statement. So that's what I would say to that. Um, this is, this is a podcast helping men to anchor life. Uh, just give some snippets on how men can anchor their life during this time. So one of my friends told me something that's so powerful. And he said that if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill, with a new habit that's positively reinforcing like other aspects of your life, then you really don't have a time problem. You have a a dedication problem. You have a focus problem. Um, So one of the things that I would say to men who are trying to anchor their life throughout this time, use it and be dedicated. Don't just say... You know, because I have more time, I can spend more time freely doing nothing or just relaxing. Or just, No, use this time to really better yourself because we as men have to be better, right? We have to aim higher. We have to just provide more to the world in terms of uh, motivation, inspiration, and, and being the best versions of our, ourselves so we can inspire the next generation of men. So in that sense... If you want to learn how to cook, so many things that we can do. Like one thing that I'm doing every day 
is trying to get in better shape. And for me, it's as simple as take to 45 minutes of doing some home exercises, some push-ups and sit-ups and some squats, something very simple, but it's just my goal of being more in shape. So I think we should, as men, really understand that uh, the journey to becoming the best versions of ourselves starts with discipline. Starts with discipline, and, and the quarantine is the best way to really test the discipline that we have. Oh, absolutely. Uh, th- that's definitely something that, you know, to have your own schedule, you know, you're used to being on a schedule, uh, going to work at this time, dropping the kids off at that time, picking up the kids. So we're just used to a structured schedule. Now it's like, wake up and now what? <laughs> Unless you're working um, from home, even that is out of the structure because you're like, okay, when do I wake up? When do I eat? When do I and, and mm-hmm. so you're constantly developing a, a new normal. But uh, I definitely think you're correct. Um, adding some discipline uh, to your life, adding discipline because now you're making your own schedule. You are your own boss at that time. You know, your boss is not checking which time you check in, except that you check in on the computer. But there are right. so many other things that you'll have to add to the structure. Um, as as a husband, I have my honey-do list. So uh but after i finish here i go back to painting Mm -hmm. um you know so we're taking up projects in our homes to get some stuff done you know you always say hey if i had more time or if i had the time i would get this done well guess what god has allowed us to have this time (laughs) to get it done right right yeah so now you have the ability to as as i said right do more we could be more and we could really use this quarantine time to become better versions of ourselves. We don't have to focus on the staying inside and the boredom and the lack of freedom. We can twist that, you know, and you do have freedom. You have freedom to do more things with your life that you didn't have the time to do before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, what what we want to encourage people to do is just stay positive. We are also uh, very hurt, very in 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 a moment of grief. So many numbers of people that have died. Um, so many people that funeral homes are now backed up, and um, there's not enough spaces to even put people in a morgue. Now they have trucks um, that are holding bodies. And so this has really increased a lot of anxiety for families who have to bury their loved one. Um, it's either between burying or cremating. Uh, so, you know, we want to send our compassion out to those who are grieving right now. Uh, those who are just uh, dealing with how should they bury their loved one? Um, how should they go about that? So I, I just want to find a uh, reputable funeral director. Find somebody who cares and uh, can take care of your situation so that you don't have to call the hospital over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, create a um, avenue where maybe your pastor can do an online uh, service for you. So, you know, your loved one doesn't have to necessarily uh, be buried without a proper ceremony, but you know, there are pastors like myself, I'll be planning an online funeral, uh, where I can kind of zoom in the family 
and uh, be able to conduct a ceremony. But, you know, we, we just want to send our love and our prayers out to the families who are dealing with that. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Phil Tu, and this is the conclusion of our interview with Michael Ford. We want to thank you for joining in as we've ended it just a little bit earlier due to technical difficulties. However, we want to send our prayers and compassion for those who are dealing with the coronavirus, those who have lost loved ones, those who are anxious about whether they'll get it or not, or whether you just tested. Our prayers are with you, and we believe that God has a plan. Until the next episode, which we will have many episodes uh, updating you about the coronavirus, having our professionals come on, or give you some tips on what you can do during this time and during this crisis. Continue to subscribe to all of our platforms, whether you're on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Play, uh, Google Play, Spotify, or even YouTube channel. Please, everybody, stay safe, stay home, stay anchored. Thank you for listening to The Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.